0: Thank you. Hello again everybody, Randy Weddle here. I'm your host for Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you're with us today. I'm the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And I'm just, like I said, thankful that you are here. I'm so glad. Well, what are we gonna talk about today? Well, we're continuing looking at tyrants and God. And specifically, we're looking at tyrants in the Bible. Now, there are plenty of other tyrants throughout history. Uh, We're we're not trying to deny that at all, but um, I'm just just looking at tyrants in the Bible, and we've got kind of uh, a lot to cover here, so I wanna go ahead and get right into things. Who is the tyrant today that we're talking about? Well, he's a man by the name of Pilate. And he, um, how do I say this? Pilot, uh, <laughs> Pilot was a really bad guy, and he he was in the Roman government. And at one point in time, Pilot got so violent. Now the Roman government, by the way, was like a machine, and it would it would mow you down. Okay, it was a well-oiled machine. Uh, Rome had no problem in the first century; no problem with taking you out. Okay, they weren't squeamish about killing people. Um, you know, they practiced crucifixion if you want your stomach to turn. Read about that. Uh, we're talking about a guy who is a part of a group that was that was vicious. But do you know that there was a time when Pilate got so violent that even Rome said, Dude, you've just crossed the line in our world. He was so ruthless, this, this pilot guy was that Rome actually had to kind of take him down a notch. Pilate was not somebody that got nervous over making decisions. He didn't. Uh, he didn't have a problem with sending people to their death. He didn't have a problem with with uh, commanding that people um, be executed. He had no problem with military maneuvers. This guy was. Uh, he was pretty cold. But we're going to see a different pilot. Now, where I want to start off in John chapter eighteen, starting at verse twenty-eight, we. We're going to see a little bit of Pilate, and then when we get into chapter 19, we're going to see a very different Pilate, a Pilate that I would dare say maybe some people may not recognize. Okay, here we go. John eighteen twenty-eight, and we're going to read down here. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas into the Praetorium, and it was early. And they themselves did not enter into the Praetorium, so that they would not be defiled, but might, but might eat the Passover. Verse 29, Therefore Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If this man were not an evil doer, we would not have delivered him to you. So Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews said to him, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. To fulfill the words of Jesus, which he spoke, signifying by what kind of death he was about to die. So the situation here is we we've got Jesus on trial, and he is eventually going to go to the cross. So he has been before the high priests, uh, the high priest. He's been before uh, the Jews. The Jews have now taken him over to Pilate, and uh, he's being tried there. John eighteen thirty three. And, and going to on down. Therefore, Pilate entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests delivered you to me. What have you done? John 18.36 Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore Pilate said to him, So are you a king? Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. John 18.38 Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews, and said to them, I find no guilt in him. Now. We see just a little crack here in this stone wall called Pilate. Because my personal opinion, okay, take it for what it's worth. My personal opinion is I think Pilate was, I mean, he was confident. He was a commander. He had no problem making decisions. And then he meets Jesus. And Jesus freaks out Pilate. That's what I think is happening here. Pilate is asking questions. And he's starting to get a little weirded out. Now, one of the places that we see this is in John 1838, when Pilate is asking, What is truth? I think you see just a little bit of confusion, maybe a little bewilderment. So we're seeing a crack start in this hardened man. John 1839. But you have a custom that I release someone to you or for you at the Passover. Do you wish then that I release for you the king of the Jews? And John 18, 40 says, So they cried out again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Okay, so that's John 18. Let's go into John 19. We're going to start at verse 1 and and, uh, move along here. Pilate then took Jesus and scourged him. You see that, that viciousness there? Scourging? Mm, that, that, was, that was brutal, brutal treatment. John nineteen two and going on down, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and put a purple robe on him. And they began to come up to him and say, Hail, King of the Jews, and to give him slaps in the face. Pilate came out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. John 19.5 Jesus then came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. So when the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out saying, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate said to him, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. Now, I just want to say something here, real quick. Remember that Pilate had no problem putting people to death, but Jesus is like a repellent to this man. Why doesn't Pilate just go, just get rid of him? Just kill him. Or if Pilate, you know, he could have said, I don't find any guilt in this man, so I'm letting him go. We're seeing cracks here. John 19.7 The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by that law, he ought to die because he made himself out to be the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. Boom. Did you hear that? I think Pilate was weirded out. And when we get to John 19.8, he was weirded out more. I think Jesus just shook his world. John 19. 9, and he entered into the praetorium again and said to Jesus, "Where are you from?" But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, "You do not speak to me. Do you not know that I have authority to release you and I have authority to crucify you?" Jesus answered you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. For this reason, he who delivered me to you has the greater sin. As a result of this, Pilate made efforts to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself out to be a king opposes Caesar. Now, right there two things. When Jesus looked at him (laughs) and and said, "Uh, you have no authority over me. I think Pilate Pilate may have needed to excuse himself at that point in time and, and have gone to the little boy's room. But he stands there and it says in verse 12 that Pilate made efforts to release Jesus. Guys, this is a cold-blooded killer that we're talking about, and he can't make the decision to kill Jesus. This is strange behavior from someone who is so violent that the Roman government said, Ew, you're a little over the top for us. So he's making efforts to release Jesus And then the trump card comes in here because the Jews say, hey, if you release them, you're no friend of Caesar. Now, the Roman government, you could worship any God you wanted to, just as long as you also worshiped Caesar. Caesar was portrayed to be divine. And if you crossed Caesar, you were in trouble. So the Jews are pulling out this Caesar card, if you will, and saying, hey, we can... We can let Caesar know about this because this guy is making him out himself out to be a king. This Jesus, and that would be in opposition to Caesar. So Pilate is—he's uh, got knees that are knocking right now. John 19:13. Therefore, when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabatha. Now it was the day for preparation. Day of preparation for the Passover. It was about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. So they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So they handed him over to them to be crucified. Now, if you didn't know that, that Pilate was a ruthless tyrant, maybe you could read through John and, and just think, you know, okay, you know, he's, he's scared of Jesus, and he is. But I think the fact that we know now that Pilate had no problem killing, he had no problem with blood, he didn't get squeamish, he had no problem ending someone's life. He was a ruthless man. But yet when he encounters Jesus, he gets stopped in his tracks and he gets freaked out. I'm telling you, Pilate would have released Jesus if he could. I think he would. And not because he thought that he was the son of God. I think he was just... He was... He was scared. He was scared of Jesus. Think about that for a moment. Jesus, this mild guy who preached love comes up against this tyrant of Rome and freaks the guy out I'm telling you it shows you something about tyrants tyrants when they meet their match they're cowards they're scared little children I guess if you want to call it that They'll back down. And when they encounter the Lord Jesus, tyrants can't stand up against him. My personal opinion is there are two types of tyrants. Those that are absolutely oblivious to God. Those are the guys that are going to hit a brick wall doing 90 miles an hour and they won't know what hit them. There are other tyrants that have a sense of right and wrong. And when they encounter truth, when they encounter Jesus Christ, they get intimidated. And that's what Pilate was. If you're a believer living in a tyrannical government, I want to tell you something. Many times I believe your tyrannical government is terrified of you. Because you hold to the truth. You hold to one that rose from the dead. And they can't deal with that. They just can suppress it, ignore it, pretend that it doesn't exist. But they don't know what to do with it. I've seen it in the eyes of people who think they're everything and then when they encounter the truths of Jesus Christ you see a nervousness in their eyes you see sweat on their brow maybe some stammering in their speech one of the things that reminds me of uh, of the, the, the strength of Jesus Christ is the fact that the Roman government was so strong and the church outlasted the Roman government preaching repentance, faith, and love. The Christian church didn't never fired a shot at the Roman government, but yet through Christ they defeated the government. Same thing today guys. We can out-love tyrants. We can beat them by loving them. Not loving what they do, but presenting truth to them. And then let them wrestle with it. Because my conviction is, when faced with the truth of Jesus Christ, the hardened tyrants really... They know. I think deep down, many of them know I'm in deep trouble. Or at least they know something is up. Well, guys, that's Pilate. That's another tyrant. and No tyrant can stand up against Christ. They will all fall and they will all bow their knee to Jesus someday. Every single one of them. They may live a long life. They may not get uh, uh, find justice here on earth. But on the other side of eternity, yeah, they meet justice. And they're very much aware of truth. Well, that's all I have, guys. I want to appreciate you listening. Um, I, I want to encourage you to continue to listen. We've got one more episode of uh, Tyrants and uh versus god so i hope that you'll listen to that tell others about this podcast and uh if you want to write to me you can do so my email address is randy at creationanew.com i want to let you know about creationanew.com that's the website you can go there and visit you can also see us on facebook um i have chosen to uh to Go off of Twitter. I started, and then recent events. Uh, I, I've decided to go off that. I'm just simply writing Facebook until they won't let me on there anymore. So, uh, as long as they let me pr- uh, pr- pronounce uh, or declare God's word, uh, I'm I, I can stay. But uh, once they kick me off, um, then then we'll move on. So, um, you can write to me. Uh, you can um, um, also tell others about this podcast. I'd really appreciate that. Let's Let's grow this by word of mouth. And uh, if you want to give monetarily to this ministry, you have the opportunity to do that at creationandnew.com. You can do that. And uh, what I would ask is that you uh, only give if you're taking care of your family. And you're taking care of your church. Then after that, if you want to give, you're more than welcome to to do that, and it's greatly appreciated. Guys, you take care, and uh, until next time, um, bye bye.